Blog Talk Radio. show with the gongs today because uh, this is going to be my Christmas gift to all of you um, this year um, and I and I really do want to thank so many of you for uh, tuning in and joining me on this exciting journey into the unknown <laughs> um, we're all in this together aren't we so I'm hope, hopeful that um, what I have to say today will bless you and will give you hope and joy, which is what we you know normally associate with this time of year. So let's just get right into it, because I'm going to talk about our personal sovereignty, um, which uh, in the... Um, uh, idea of having unlimited power and not being subject to any other authority. Uh, because one of the ideas of what freedom means is the idea of our personal sovereignty. I mean, I found a definition of sovereignty on the Internet that I like very much. Uh, sovereignty is that power which is neither temporary nor delegated, nor subject to particular rules which it cannot alter, and it's not answerable to any other power on earth. So my discussion today is going to be about that kind of sovereignty. And actually, Frederick Pollock, who was an English jurist who is best known for his history of English law that he wrote uh, with his friend Oliver Wendell Holmes. And they said in the Harvard Law Review in 1894 that sovereignty is an unlimited power and is not subject to any other authority. So that's the type of sovereignty I believe we have because we are created in the image and likeness of God. And that's the kind of power God has. Unlimited power, not subject to any other authority. And every single human being who has ever breathed the breath of life here as a human on the earth has had this sovereign power. And every single human who is alive right this minute, in form and breathing, has this unlimited power that is not subject to any other authority. So kind of like how and when do we use this power, and if we all have this power, Why are we all so different? (laughs) It seems that way anyway. Now, I've been a follower uh, follower of Dr. Deepak Chopra ever since he came out 
with the information about quantum physics in 1988. And at that time, we found out that life was not architectural, fixed and unbending, but we are actually at the cutting edge of all creation all the time. And we are creating everything. (laughs) We're using our power of sovereignty to do it. Now, recently, Dr. Chopra did a live presentation on Facebook called Magical Lies. Yep, Magical Lies. You know, to summarize it briefly in 25 words or less, which is really hard for me ever, ever to do, um, it, it means that actually everything we believe is constructed on a foundation of lies. Okay, so that being said, I I just suggest you listen to his presentation um, on Facebook. It's called Magical Lies. Okay, but if we believe something, we've chosen in our sovereignty to believe it. So it's true for us, but only for us. Now, we have that power within our sovereignty to create a belief and have that belief be true for ourselves. And we are subject to no other authority in that belief. We can just believe it, period. And no one can tell us we can't believe it. And this is true for everything that we believe because believing is a function of the heart. Believing has feelings attached to it. Now, thinking is a product of our brain, which can be very intellectual and void of passion. Thinking has its validity also in only what we've been taught by others. But believing comes from the realms of timelessness, where our passions have created personal experiences. No one can argue with a personal experience. Because it has been accessed through the power of our sovereignty, and it's absolutely true for for us. So it is what you believe, not what you think, that's going to be true in your life. Now, we're living in a time when it seems that everything that, that we've ever believed with our whole heart is being challenged. Oh, dear, I forgot to turn my phone off. Hold on a second. Okay. It seems like everything we've believed our whole life with our whole heart is being challenged. And we can no longer go to any accredited source of validation, you know, like the Bible or Harvard Law Review or the FDA or even science for proof of what we believe because you can find an expert for anything. And the Bible is written under the Nicene Council of 320 A.D. It doesn't have in it the gospel of Jesus Christ. It has what the Nicene Council of 320 A.D. decided should be preached. And what Jesus did, why he came, and what he said has all been um, 
uh, you know, watered down because basically the truth is nobody really understood what he said. So um, without any uh, boundaries, how do we establish a rule of thumb for our lives? Is each one of us going to have to set the bar for ourselves and no one else? And my answer to that is yes. That's exactly where we're going. You know, when I ran my business, I set the bar for my business. And if you worked for me, you had to meet that bar. And if you didn't, and I told people that when they first came to interview for jobs. I said, look, we do weddings. We have one chance to do them. It has to be perfect. I said, that's our bar, perfect. There's no excuse for error. There's no excuse for not doing it right. And if you can't work under those rigid, strict, unbending rules, then, you know, um, I'll see you around. Bye. (laughs) But you know the people that work for me loved pulling themselves up to reach that high bar because it caused them to do the very best they could possibly do. And you know what? We just had one perfect wedding right after another for 22 years because perfect is possible. We've been told it's not possible. It's another one of those magical lies. You've got to listen to Deepak. Okay, certainly during this pandemic, we have seen the level of corruption and degradation that humans will lower themselves down to to try to, you know, kind of put it bluntly to survive because many, many have been pushed down to the survival level. And when it comes to survival, you know, the mineral and the plant kingdoms are more in unity than separation. Uh, Plants find ways to survive without killing the plant next to them for a piece of the ground and the rain. But in the animal kingdom, there's one rule, kill or be killed. And we're not much above that realm in human life. If it comes down to whether I'm going to eat or you're going to eat, you know what? I am going to eat. And it's really tragic that that we must uh, go through a, a global pandemic in order to lo- learn that this is the true progression. The sovereign power within us dictates it this way. If you know that you're not going to be able to depend upon me to share your food, if push comes to shove, well, you might make a greater effort to make sure you have food. So the progression is love God. This is the source of your power. Love yourself and then use your power for you first and foremost and then share with your neighbor if you have any left over. But you know what? You might not have any left over. But you're only responsible for you. You're not responsible for your neighbor. Your neighbor is responsible for himself. He has the same power you have. Now, perhaps he's used his power differently than you have, so he doesn't have the same resources that you do. This is how we are different. It's how we use the power. Because we all use our power in different ways as a sovereign being. 
And people have different amounts of power. The amount of power that we have is to the degree we seek to activate that power through our relationship with God, who is the source of the power. God has set it up that what we call the spirit of the Lord of all as the minister of the power. And when Jesus went back to the Father, he told his disciples he would send the spirit of his Father to them. And he, the spirit of the Father, would lead them into all truth. He said he had barely scratched the surface of what they needed to know. And really, they didn't understand a word he said while he was there either. But he said they weren't ready for any, for very much more learning since they didn't understand what he had already said. So little by little, the Spirit of the Father would teach them. <clears throat> you know, they were Jews. They were looking for a king to come and set up his kingdom on the earth. And they would be the rulers. And the Jews today who are still waiting for Messiah still think this. It's an earthly kingdom with a Jewish king of the lineage of David, Moses, Abraham, and Adam. And they just didn't understand Jesus at all when he said that the kingdom cometh without observation. For the kingdom of God is within us. It's our sovereign power, the kingdom of God, which is within us. And we are the king in the kingdom. That's why the celebrated musician wrote the Hallelujah Chorus. He wrote it by the power of the Spirit of the Lord. King of kings and Lord of lords. God is the Lord. And we are his lords. God is king, and we are his kings. The Bible says that the earth groans and travails for the manifestation of the sons of God. And Jesus was the firstborn of many brethren. We should have thousands of Jesuses running around right now doing the works the works of the glory of God. And if we did, we wouldn't be in this terrible situation we're in. And we still have the possibility of being able to go into that uh, time of realizing our power. To the excess that we to the extent that we access this power through daily and momentary communion with God through the Spirit of the Lord is to the extent that we will have the power available to us. You know, some people seek the way to use the power through prayer. Some people seek the way to use the power through meditation. Some people seek the way to use the power by living their life like a tree, standing by the rivers of water and bringing forth their fruit in their season. But some people don't know how to access the power at all. And some people don't even know they have the power. <laughs> so that's what makes us all so different. <sighs> but I tell you, every single one of us is an important part of the whole thing. And each one of us has a job to do that will be a benefit to the whole 
think of all of us like the billions of cells in the human body. Because the Bible says we are the body of Christ. But the word Christ means anointed one. So that means we are anointed by the Spirit of the Lord in the kingdom of God which is within us. And each one of us is a cell in this body of Christ. And we have an important job to maintain the body of Christ as a healthy and happy and harmonious system like we do to have uh, the uh, responsibility to maintain our own human body so it can be happy and healthy and harmonious. And we are to learn how to live in harmony with all of the other cells in the human species and also to live in harmony with the animals, the plants, and the minerals, all of the creation which is the whole body of God, which is energized by the Spirit of God. So when you think of yourself as part of God with an important purpose, you'll begin to access your portion of the Spirit of God, which is within you, beating your heart so you can get up and get busy. (laughs) This message is my gift to you this season. Merry Christmas. Now I'm going to ring the bells.